Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. Right, so now that we have officially finished our push for partner on Twitch, what do you all want to play on Monday on the 8th? We promised Kim we'd try to do better about deciding at least a week in advance so she could post it. What do we want to play next Monday? As usual, I almost certainly won't be able to make it, so <laughs> I can say any dumb shit that I want. I think um, maybe we'll jump back into Tabletop Simulator and do some solitaire. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I like that you put a Wii on that. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody just watches. Uh, no, everyone has to give their opinion and like give advice. Oh my God. And we have the jump scares on. <laughs> and whenever you get legitimately scared, you have to flip the table. Yes. <laughs> Let's play wiffle ball. Yeah. Can we just go outside and do a sport? <laughs> yeah. We'll just set up a camera out there and play some ball. I think at some point in the summer, we should do that. One Monday game stream should just be a camera filming us and live streaming us playing a tag. Like a, <laughs> a, an outdoor real life game. Not dodgeball. Actually, that sounds terrible for me. (laughs) (laughs) Just two and a half hours of Jake hunting us with rubber balls. (laughs) Everyone has to wear a GoPro. (laughs) Oh, my God. So great. Yeah, this sounds fucking radical. I'm. I'm back in. Never mind. If we could figure out a way to do like a basically an IRL dead by daylight, like everybody's got a (laughs) GoPro on except for the quote unquote killer, (laughs) the hunter who's tracking everybody to some end. That sounds great. Oh, eventually, so when we can do the uh, dodgeball archery thing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely down for this. So, yeah, Monday, we'll do that. Okay. okay. <laughs> or, you know, like phasmophobia or something. <laughs> yeah, ghosts Ghosts sound like a good option. There's we haven't, haven't done, done that done in a minute. have done ghosts in a yeah. while, yeah. Uh, yeah, so on Monday the 8th, uh, we will do some phasmophobia. We'll do some ghost hunting. Uh, also, I want to take the opportunity to thank everyone who joined us on Patreon in the month of January. Derek Maxwell. Taiki Haito, Joshua Hanna, a sentient mass of spaghetti, (laughs) (laughs) Susan Courier, Kiki, Emma St. John, Red, Jason Myers, Jacob Anthony Morris, Joshua Moore, Tanner, Brett Wurtzman, Richard Studenmeyer, Teresa Bailey, Peter Garrard, Bridget Ferris, Critical Dice, Philip V, Stephanie Jamgochen, Jamgochain, 
and Thomas Norton. It's Django Unchained. Boy, I was so I was so close on a couple of those. Others, not so much. Uh, so thank you to everyone who joined us on Patreon in the month of January. If you are interested in joining our Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash the crit show. Tiers start at just one dollar uh, and you can be part of our aggressively welcoming Discord community. We have got a uh, couple new shows that are out now on Patreon, and we are actually today getting ready to record the first installment of Season 2 of Tales from the Omniverse. Uh, So you can find all of that over at Patreon. I think with that, it's time to get into the episode. Megan, you and Anastasia are driving through Indianapolis in Jake's new car, headed towards the last known address of Ellison Fritz. Is there anything you want to do on the drive there? I think I'm just asking Anastasia, like, so how how long have they been doing this? Uh, they, the the guys? Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. I'm, I met them like a year ago, so maybe maybe two, a little more. Time's kind of weird. Roughly. Like a couple of days passed. Yeah. And it seems like we had two Halloweens. And, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, all of the things that have come up, it seems like they've been doing it for a really long time. Yeah, they've certainly been busy. So what else can you tell me about, well vampires or i guess the ghoul things these guys were supposedly turning into i mean the ghouls i never really encountered myself i heard about them secondhand that was when i was still inside of nash's organization trying to track him down but the ghouls seemed like they were being engineered or modified magically by Eston to have specific properties they used the same spell that's the spell i used on myself i got it from nash's organization and uh, Eston was seemed to be using it on a small scale to turn ghouls into something more powerful. Yeah, what was that like being uh being undercover in Nash's organization? This guy seems really real bad, so I can't imagine that that was well, I don't want to say easy like it wasn't easy for you, but it must have been kind of intense. Yeah, it was uh it gave me something to do. Like that sounds strange, but <laughs> that weapon that Tass wields uh, used to belong to my wife and Nash killed her. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. No, it's uh there's probably a lot you don't know. I used to be like Jake, uh, and my job was to protect Lana, and I couldn't. And uh, so for a while, I just went out kind of killing anything I could find that seemed like it was trying to do harm to people. But then I got the scent of Nash, found out he was up to something bigger, and that he seemed to have a network of things working for him, and thought I'd see what I could figure out, see if I could get close enough to him to not to put an end to him. And she pulls the car over and puts it into park. But uh, in their best way, you know, they were trying to get a hold of me. Everyone thought I was dead, uh, but they made it very, very apparent that I was still alive. And so Nash's forces, they got pretty antsy and started doing some internal checks and I had to skedaddle. Oh, was that the TV thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I was pretty rough on him uh, when I first met him, but I mean, they're doing stuff that I could never do by myself. Yeah, from what he had said... On the TV, it sounded like they just kind of needed some guidance from you. I mean, I I get that. It kind of made me realize that I could go out and I could find information to be able to better control what I can do. Yeah. There's not a whole lot in your file. I read what little there was there. You got captured and put into some weird prison and then they rescued you. What were you doing beforehand? Running, I guess. Not really from anything or to anything. (laughs) Um, I just started to be able to do things over time and it got a little more and more dangerous and one day I kind of I lost control (laughs) I wasn't even paying attention I didn't even realize I was doing anything I just somebody got hurt not terribly but enough to make me realize that I couldn't stay home and so I left 
and I didn't even know where I was going. I just knew that I had to leave. And then, yeah, I, I, I saw Jake on TV and asking for help and for, for guidance. And it kind of made me realize that there's information out there. And so I started looking. <laughs> I started anything I could find. Some of it was nothing, just kind of nonsense. But I started getting bits of information of people who could do things or books that had been written about certain subjects and tracking it down. Um, I ended up in, in Ireland. Uh, I had heard about Siobhan. Yeah, I, uh, I never had the chance to meet her, but I, I heard about her. Yeah, I spent a couple days trying to get you know, a meeting with her to talk about some stuff. And uh, before I could, I was, I was captured by Eston and he threw me in this pocket dimension town and took all of my memories. And I lived the same day over and over again for six months. So all of the time I had spent learning to better control my power so that I wouldn't hurt anyone anymore, I, I lost all of it. So yeah, the guys found me. Apparently, they found my salt shaker and it led them to me and I got it all back. But I'm just kind of trying to pick up from there. And it turns out Eston's still alive. So <laughs> I guess I'm just going from there. Well, there's one upside to him still being alive. Oh? Yeah, you'll get to face your fear. Maybe kill him yourself. Yeah, I suppose. That's, I mean, that's what I should do, right? It's just my opinion, but it's either that or jump at every shadow you see that looks like him for the next couple of years. Yeah, I don't really want to do that either. Honestly, I think mostly I just want answers. I mean, I'm, I'm angry. I'm pissed that he took me. I'm, I'm, I'm really upset that I missed out on time. Not that I was doing anything significant with that, but it was mine and he took it from me and I don't know why. I just want to know why, you know? Yeah, well... And she stops the car. Got an opportunity here to make up for a little lost time, just in the sense of figuring out where you were with what you can do. We're pretty close to their last known address. You sense anything? Yeah, let's find out. And I'll reach out and see if I can sense anything. All right, roll tune in. Seven. All right, you get a hold one. Where is the creature right now? You do get a sense of there being a presence inside of that house. Yeah, there's something in there, all right. All right, so what's the play? I'm going to go up and knock on the door. Do you want to go together, go by yourself? Well, do you think they would recognize you? It's a great question. I haven't had any interaction with them, but that doesn't mean they may not have necessarily been warned about me. Yeah, I mean, if they are working for Nash and you were a huge mole in their organization, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but I would assume that they would kind of put everyone on alert. Yeah, that's fair. And she goes invisible. Holy shit. <laughs> I could go like this and then she appears again. And when she does, she looks like Everett. Or I could go like this. Oh, man, that's really weird, but really cool. Um, Very useful. Yeah. Um, Maybe invisible, because if it's just me and just one person, maybe they'll feel less threatened. Or, I mean, I, you know, not wanting to make them feel outnumbered or on the defensive right away, we might get more answers if we take it slow. Yeah. In the form of Everett, she smiles and nods. Trust that. And she goes invisible. Lead the way. Okay. Yeah, I'll go up to the front of the house. Yeah, and you hear uh, the other car door open and close, and she follows behind you. Okay, take a deep breath. It's fine. It's cool. It's everything. Fuck, what are their names again? Fritz and Alice. Okay. Do, do you know which one looks like which one? No. Oh, no. We should have we should have looked into this more before. Okay, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> do you want to go back to the car and look? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's cool. That'll, that'll look weird if I just turn around in the middle of the side. No, it's okay. I'll just go. I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay. Let's go. I'll walk up to the front door and I'll I'll knock on it. You knock on the door and a couple of moments pass and a woman opens the door. 
Uh, she is like five, six. She's got blonde hair. Uh, she looks like she's in her mid thirties. Hello. Hi. Uh, I'm so sorry to bother you. I, my car broke down not too far from here and my phone is dead and I can't, I just need to get a hold of somebody to come pick me up. I'm, I'm really sorry. Can I, do you have a phone I could borrow? Oh, uh, sure. And she reaches into her pocket and holds the phone out to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I will, you went to the North Pole and you went to a different world. So that's probably not going to work. I will call Margaret. Hello. Hi. Um, hey, it's, it's Megan. Um, my car broke down and my phone is dead and I just need you to come pick me up. Can you, uh, can you handle that? Car's dead already. Didn't you just, we just Oh, finished. I know. I, I know. It's so silly, but, um, I'm at, uh, and I look at the intersection. Like I don't do pickups oh, and I could no, do you want I, me to send someone or No, that's fine. Oh, you're so sweet. No. Um it's 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 okay. Uh I'm at the intersection of uh what's the what's what's your address here? And I kind of hold the phone towards the blonde lady. And she says it's uh seventeen oh nine North Street. Seventeen oh nine North Street. Um do you mind if I just wait here while they they come get me? Oh, uh sure, sure. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. And then um, I was just thinking like maybe we could get a pizza or something on the way home. But uh, we'll, we'll handle that when you get here. Thanks so much. Love you. What and I, I hang up on Margaret. <laughs> 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 and I just move towards this blonde lady. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, what was your name? Kimmy. Kimmy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, mean, I cannot believe I forgot to charge my phone. Do you, do you mind if I come in? Uh, Sure. Sure. Yeah, come on in. And I'll I'll move in and I'll stop uh, before I'm fully through the door and uh, reach down and adjust my shoe. Oh, sorry, my shoelace is untied. And I'll hold the door open for a moment to let Anastasia get in past me before I close it. Roll act under pressure. You're going to get a bonus here since Anastasia is invisible. Um, but I think that there is a, a role here to to help Anastasia get into this house. Uh, so... So roll act under pressure. I think it's like a plus two. Like this isn't going to be super difficult, but there's still a little bit of effort to it. All right. That's a seven. So you can get Anastasia in no problem. But as you bend over to tie your shoe, um, you're either going to drop something like something's going to fall out of your pocket. That's not a dead giveaway, but that's a little odd that is going to raise some questions. It's incriminating. Yeah. The floor in here is going to be like old hard wood. And so you feel like Anastasia might make some noise as she moves around this house. So it might be easier for someone to sense her presence in the future, or you're going to get some unexpected company. Like someone else is going to, is going to be around right away. I think I got to go with the creaky floors. Okay. Uh, so as you let Anastasia past you, you do hear a creak, but you are able to cover it uh, with you leaning. And all three of you are inside of this living room. Uh, so have a seat. Uh, can I, Get you something to drink? Oh, no, I'm good. I'm just, I got to save room in my belly for the pizza later, but thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. No problem. Please stay hydrated, though. Like, don't just eat. Like, you can, you should drink things, too. I'll have a Coke later. Don't worry. I, I'll save it for the for the pizza. All right. That doesn't really go with the whole hydrated thing, but that's fine. And she sits down on the couch. I'm trying to ease into this so it's not just super weird of, like, who else is in your house? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, not you anymore. Get out. <laughs> So what brings you to this neighborhood? Um, I actually have no idea where I am. I'm so lost. I wasn't paying attention to how much gas I had, and I just didn't know where I was, so I broke down and but didn't know how to get to the nearest gas station. I pulled up my phone to find Google directions, and my phone was dead. Oh, do you just need gas? Uh, Yeah, but it's kind of a ways away i thought i was i thought i was close i was looking for a pizza place and um i didn't know 
where I was. So I walked for a while and then I was like, this is silly. I don't know where I am, so I should just ask somebody. So that's why I knocked on your door. I see. Uh I've got a gas can. Do you want to just get some gas for your car? Sure. Okay. Uh, I'll be right back. And she gets up and and walks out of the room. And I I think I just look broadly to like empty space in the house where Anastasia might be. And I just kind of put my hands up like, I don't know what to do. Uh, And I I think I just start looking around and try and find any (laughs) information while I can. And I just say, I don't know. I don't know if there's something here that I can find or if, if there, I just, I know there was one presence here. I don't know if it's her. I mean, Kimmy is like the name, right? Of the sister that Jake said. So if there's somebody else upstairs, that might be a creature. That could be that, or she could be the thing. I don't know, but somebody definitely here is. Oh, what do I do? That's a great question. I'm excited to see what you do. Oh my God. Think of me like, uh, like an instructor and in, like in your driver's ed test. I'm just along for the ride and I'll slam the brake if there's a problem. Okay. Oh, no. All right. I I just start looking around. All right. Roll investigate a mystery. That's a seven. All right. You get a hold one. My heart is racing again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is being concealed here? So you can see that there is a bedroom off of this living room and the bedroom looks used, but the bed looks like it has never been disturbed. Like you actually see dust on top of like the pillow and the blanket. It does not seem like someone sleeps in this bed. But the rest of the bedroom looks like it is used multiple times a day. Okay, so nobody sleeps in here, but that doesn't necessarily mean that this is her bedroom. Do I see like a like a hairbrush or something with the blonde hair in it <laughs> to convince me that this is her room? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep, she's uh she's something that doesn't sleep. She's a vampire. I think she's a vampire. Okay. Uh she's gonna come back with a gas can. It's true, she will. Oh gosh. Okay. Um and I'm just like pacing and <laughs> shaking my hands and just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my arms are crossed over my chest and I'm biting my fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just, um, I have to be ready. I have to have, get information. And if she tries to attack me, I don't know how, to, okay, I got, I got this and I like look through my backpack uh, do I, and I have the, the stakes. Yeah. Okay. So I have this. Yeah. I think I put the, I think I put the crossbow together. I put the stake in mm. as, a, as a bolt. I think I set it behind the door. Yeah. So you put together this crossbow and you hide it behind the open door. And a moment later, she walks back in carrying a gas can. Yeah. There's a gas station not too far from here. You can walk there or uh, I could give you a lift uh, and just, I, I would try to siphon some out of my car but sometimes you get it in your mouth and that's just awful yeah definitely um problem i just realized there's a problem i don't know why i left my car because i just started walking and i think i turned a couple of corners but like i said i'm not from this area i'm not quite sure exactly where i left my car so if i get gas it's not necessarily gonna help me right now um i think my best bet is just gonna be to stay here until my friend comes to pick me up roll manipulate someone that's a seven yeah i suppose that makes sense if you don't have any idea where your car is. Can I can I see your phone? Let's plug your phone in. Like do you have the thing that that like marks your location or anything when you when you park your car? Oh, it's like a it like drops a pin or something. Yeah. No, I've I know that that's a thing, but I never uh, figured out how to set it up. I did it once when we went to like a festival. I was kind of far away, so I wasn't quite sure where we were going to get back, and I've never been able to figure it out how to do that since. So it's it's okay. Well, here, let me see it. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be her. I give her my yeah. phone. <laughs> now, wait, hold on. Was it actually dead? <laughs> I think that's a great question. 
was your phone actually dead? Uh, I'm assuming the battery was pretty low, but I probably wouldn't have let it die. Uh, so she plugs it in and your phone's not dead. What do you mean? And she holds it up to you. Your phone, your phone's on. Oh, is that a is that a fast charger? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's weird. <laughs> that that is weird. I just shrug my shoulders. <laughs> Do you want to wait outside? How how far away is your ride? I don't know where I am, so I couldn't tell you how far away it is. Where's your ride coming from? I know where we are. Uh, M- Monument Circle. Oh, okay, so it'll be like twenty five minutes, probably. Okay, sure. I don't know. You sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you just want to, it's it's pretty nice out. If you want to wait on the on the steps. I will put the gas can back. Seems you don't need it. Okay. Let me know if you need anything, if you change your mind about the water or... I think I start moving that way and then I say, wait a minute, do you hear that? Do you hear Do you hear that? And I start moving towards the bedroom. She stops and like she tries to listen real hard and you hear a squeak on the floor and you see this woman turn towards the open air. I do hear something. Sounds like there's someone else moving around in here. And I want to move towards my crossbow. Uh, she turns and looks at you as you start moving towards the door. What are you doing? You hear that, right? Yeah, it's definitely coming from over here, and I move faster. You see that she starts to transform into smoke. Uh, I want to try and interfere the same way that I did with Natalie. All right, roll Jinx. Nine. All right, you get a hold one. Uh, I want to interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do. Uh, yeah, she starts to transform, and this energy rolls off of you and goes around her, and she solidifies again, and her eyes get real big. Hide! Hide! And she just yells that to the house. Fuck. And upstairs, you hear some movement. I think I still have to go for my crossbow. Okay. Yeah, you are able to get it. No problem. She is kind of caught for the moment in the surprise of not being able to turn. I grab it and I aim it at her. Who who else is here? She puts her hands up. What's it matter? I think I kind of look over my shoulder at just empty air. And then I look back at her and I go, there's someone upstairs. Who is it? What's it matter? You're just going to kill me anyway. I don't have to. Wait, really? I don't think so. not if i don't need to not if i don't have the information that i need so if i don't tell you you'll keep me alive no but if you do tell me i might not have to kill you what are you like are you not like a monster hunter here to to kill me that's a good question i'd love an answer (laughs) i'm no me too that's what i'm saying it's a good question i wish i knew the answer to that you hear a whisper kind of near your ear i mean the caveat that they kind of sent was Kill them if they're doing vampire shit. Yeah, but just using vampire powers isn't doing vampire shit necessarily. Uh, True, but they've got to eat somehow. I mean, aren't there vampires you guys are friends with? Yeah, but as far as I know, he doesn't. uh, I guess I don't know. They they told me he like fed on bad guys, whatever that means. Isn't but like his sister too? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe that's what they do here. Probably not, but maybe. I mean, aren't they living in a place where there's like no humans to feed off of? Just like tree people. I can't think about this right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, I just, I'm here. I'm looking for information. You're, you're Kimmy. Yeah. You're the sister. I was a sister. And you see that her eyes glow a little red. Are you the one who killed my brother? No, no. And she starts to transform in a different way. You notice that like her features start to become sharper and her skin starts to turn gray. Nope, definitely. I wasn't. I just heard about it. And I heard that you were the sister of somebody who was a vampire. That's all I know. 
And that's, I'm here to get more information, not even about your brother or about you, really. I didn't even expect you to be here. Like, I was looking for two other people that maybe aren't even vampires. I think maybe they're like ghouls or something. I don't know. I don't really understand what happened. I wasn't here for any of it. I'm just, I'm here to get information. And as she is in this other form, you see that her nose becomes very wide and flat. And she instantly looks where you heard Anastasia's voice coming from as she sniffs. Oh, so there are two of you. Yeah, what Who? What are you? I only sensed one person here. How are there more? How does this keep happening? I, I was talking about this invisible person you snuck in with you that's standing behind you. And I'm talking about the people that you yelled to hide. Well, then we're talking about different things. I don't understand what you're asking me. <laughs> are you asking me how your powers work? I didn't even know you had powers. <laughs> <laughs> no, not asking you. I don't expect you to have answers to that. I expect you to have answers to other things. <laughs> this is all I keep picturing is the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Except the triangle. There's a triangle, but the third space is nothing's there. It's empty. <laughs> but they're still pointing at it. And you yep. get the sense that someone there might be pointing at them. <laughs> Anastasia whispers in your actually she stops whispering she becomes visible and she pulls out that silver stake and just points it at the vampire uh, sorry just a second this is a teachable moment <laughs> <laughs> and the vampire like you actually have a moment of as she transformed she got a little more hunched and she looks kind of bat like now but at the appearance of anastasia she still looks that way but her like hands up straightens up again like you think for a moment she recognizes Anastasia but Anastasia's like oh, just a second what do you mean why does this keep happening to you this has kind of happened before where I like I think that there's only a certain number of some things in a place and then I get there and there's more like she she yells for, for somebody to hide upstairs yeah. but I, when I reached out it was one creature and I point at the vampire creature well I, I don't exactly understand how your stuff works Maybe you can only touch one mind at a time. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe if I try, I can focus it somewhere else. Yeah. Why don't you try again? And I focus on the upstairs area and, and reach out with my mind again. Roll tune in. Ten. All right. You get a hold three. Where is the creature right now? Uh, you do get a sense of a presence upstairs. And I will say mechanically, you feel like you could use that move again. Like you, you don't have a strong ping on where it is, but you do kind of get that almost corner of your vision sense of something else present. You can feel it in my perith. Yeah. Then I'll use another hold to see if I can tell if there's more. Yeah, you do get a sense, and they are right next to each other. There are two of these presences above you and maybe 20 feet further back in the house. Do I feel any more of that energy on my peripheral? You don't. Then I guess I'm going to go with what is it planning to do right now? If this is aimed at either of the creatures upstairs... Their plan is to stay exactly where they are and not open the door until they're told it's safe. Did you get anything? Yes. There's two more upstairs and they're hiding and they're waiting until they're told it's safe to come out. And I look at Kimmy. Okay. So I know there's more here and I know where they are. I don't need this to go bad for any of us. I'm really here for answers. I promise. I mean, if we have to, we'll do what needs to be done. All right. What kind of answers are you looking for? There were two people who were turned into something that left, and we are looking for them. Their names are Fritz and Ellis. The gray in her skin starts to fade away, and her features soften. 
and she looks completely human again. Fine, follow me. And she slowly turns and like watches you as she does to make sure you're not going to pull the trigger and starts walking up the stairs. Okay, my follower. You get to the top of the stairs and she turns into a bedroom and she walks up to a dresser and she slides the dresser open. You can see that there is a big metal slab and it has a very tiny hole in it and a speaker next to it. She's here to ask you two some questions, but she's got Anastasia with her. So if I were you, I'd stay in there. I'd prefer not to be out here either. And you hear the intercom crackle. Okay, what do you want to know? Um, hi. Hello. Uh, okay, so I'm here to get some information on what happened after you two left the IPT. Um, and actually, before that even, um, so you are vampires. Yep. Who turned you into vampires? Uh, we're not sure. We just kind of woke up this way. We had a night of, of drinking and partying, and some of the drinks tasted real weird towards the end. And then we woke up, and, and Natalie was there, and she was telling us we were sick, and she was taking us back to the IPT to, to help us. Okay, so it was it was something that you drank? I mean, as far as we could tell, like we looked over each other. We couldn't find any bite marks. Okay, so Natalie used something to turn you into vampires and then took you to the IPT. Wait, Natalie? Why would Natalie turn us into vampires? Because she was a vampire. Fucking what? Oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> you didn't know that. No, she was like our team leader. So why are you hiding? Because we're vampires now and IPT kills monsters. And so we found out like, hey, we're monsters and we didn't want to be there anymore because they'll kill us. Um. Okay, so... Natalie turned you into vampires and then you were at the IPT and then you realized you were vampires and then you just left? They thought that we had gotten better and so we went home and when we got home that's when like the weird things started to happen like the hunger stuff like being real thirsty and like drinking things and it not making it better and uh, you know you don't have to be a monster hunter for very long to know what that means. Mm, I look at Kimmy. Mm, staying hydrated. Yep. Not with soda. Something else. So why are you hiding them? I am not really hiding them. I would be in there, too, if I hadn't been caught flat-footed. So how long have you been a vampire? My whole life. Oh, okay. So you guys just go around killing people, huh? No, not exactly. I don't think that anyone has died from our feedings. We try to just take what we need. We tried to join Nash's organization, and we were not particularly good at vampire stuff. Like, we didn't. I don't know what you'd call it. We didn't make it through the cut of the boot camp. Oh, no. I'm sorry. What did they want you to do that you couldn't do? Just like quick stuff, just quick decisions of, hey, you're in this place and here's a threat. Take it out. Was it a threat? It was. Good job. I don't know. We didn't really talk about it a whole lot once we got out, but there was like flying and transforming and, and fighting and feeding and just it was a lot of rough customers. And um, I read a story once about someone who joined... Um, one of the armed forces because they they didn't know what else to do versus someone who really wanted to be there and what that difference was like it was kind of like that did your brother work for nash then yeah he was like he basically got through the like through the boot camp like he was not high that's how i knew about where to go to try and find someone to get recruited and you know then we got bags put over our head and taken to a location and and started training and didn't make the cut there were other groups that we could join, but it just seemed like, didn't really seem like it mattered. Like, we're not trying to do anything other than just kind of get through the day. And it seems like any group that came to us after the fact of us kind of 
washing out with Nash was like, oh, come join my cadre and we'll take over Brooklyn or, you know, (laughs) 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 Vampire in Brooklyn is one of my favorites. Oh, shit. Um, They wanted us to be their posse to do their fighting to help them spread. You know, everyone's kind of got an agenda. Instead of just like a support group? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I think that makes sense if you're, you know, you have these things that you can do that you can't really control and you just you just want some guidance. And the speaker crackles again. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't have to all get all trigger happy, Anastasia, just, you know, killing whatever evil things you find. Like, some of us don't want to be this way, but there's no help for us. Anastasia kind of shrugs. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's a, it's a difficult line. Like, yeah, you want help now, but what happens at three in the morning when you're super hungry? Like, do you still want help or are you just out on the hunt now? Well, I mean, I I suppose that's why you have a support system. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you had a support system, like, would you would you really want to go down that path or you just enjoy hiding behind your doors? Well, I mean, the truth is that we still have to eat somehow. So does this, like, support system come with a buddy who's okay with feeding us every couple days so that we don't die? I mean, that's when it gets bad is when we don't. I, I guess I can't speak for like all vampires, but for me, a couple days pass, I don't eat. And I mean, you saw what happened when you started talking about my brother. That kind of comes over me in a way that I can't stop until I am satiated. I don't know, honestly. I feel like I don't have enough information on how this works, but I mean, maybe, maybe there's a way to have a supply. Like, do you have to feed directly from a person? No, I've eaten from a like an IV bag before. Like, would you give it a blood bank if you knew, like, it was going to, to feed me every couple days? Yeah, as long as you weren't doing weird shit with my blood other than <laughs> <laughs> eating it. Sure. As long as that it didn't connect back to me anyhow, it was just, you know, a food source. I mean, sure. Like, I don't, I mean, you seem to be special in some way. You had stuff coming out of your the head that was, like, pink and weird. I don't know that that would oh. affect me in any way. I guess it could. But. I guess I don't know either. I mean, I wasn't getting before. I, I don't know what I am. I don't know why I can do the things. I, do. I don't know if that's connected to my blood anyhow or if I'm just got that demon blood. I don't know. If it's not an issue, yeah, I don't see why I would have a problem. I, I don't know because I don't know enough about how all of this works. I'm new to all of this. Monster hunting sounds like a weird thing to say. It sounds very aggressive. Uh, it's more just trying to get information and stop bad things from happening. It's kind of kind of what I've discovered. It's not... Uh, with the intent of just going out and killing something because it's a monster. At least that's not what I'm trying to do. I don't know if I don't know if that's what I'm supposed to do, but that's not what I'm doing right now. Anastasia kind of looks around. Yeah, that's totally what I. Uh, <laughs> what I do. What I kind of thought we were going to be doing here today, but I guess maybe teachable moment for me. Um, what do you want to do now? I mean, can you eat real food? Yeah, but it doesn't solve the problem well no but it tastes good uh yeah it's a little how do i want to say this without it being overly gross um with what we drink nothing we eat is ever salty enough no no i get that and i'd pull out my salt shaker (laughs) yeah that makes sense i mean i don't know we could get some pizzas and talk through some options do you guys want to come out of there i can't really see your faces so it's kind of weird talking to a wall uh the speaker turns on is anastasia still there uh yeah does she have a weapon? Oh, most definitely, yes. I'll, uh, you feel, you feel safe here? No, don't leave, but. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't leave. I just, I feel like, you know, 
we could have come in here and just taken everybody out. That was definitely an an option, but we didn't want to do that because that wouldn't have really gotten us very far. We need information. We need to know what's happening and what has happened. So if you guys are, you know, willing to work with us a little bit, I mean, it doesn't sound like you want to necessarily be a part of any big nefarious plans that a lot of the different like vampire organizations. I didn't know there was more than one. I know I've heard of this Nash guy and he's kind of like big, bad, scary, ruin all of your lives kind of business. But it didn't sound like you really wanted to do that in the first place anyway. So if that's not really your goal, I mean, maybe we could work towards finding you a different goal. Rule manipulate someone and you get a plus one. That's a 10. There is a moment where there's silence in the room and then you hear the sound of a small piece of metal sliding and you can tell that it comes from that little hole in the metal wall. And then two gaseous forms come out and solidify into Fritz and Alice. Anastasia looks at them and then looks at you and she sighs a little bit and she puts the steak away. All right, well, let's get a pizza. Jake. Where are you going in Eleanor? Like when you teleport there, where are you headed towards? I think I just teleport to Ori. So you appear next to Ori and he is surrounded by trees. He is kind of hunkered down in a series of bushes and he's got a bow and arrow and he kind of starts. Oh, Jesus, man. What's up? What are we doing? Hunting. Oh, I can't be a part of that. Oh, okay. Wait, why? I don't like killing animals. Oh, no, I'm, I'm hunting fox. Yeah, that's an animal dog. <laughs> no, no. Like... Fox the, my, my trainer. That's even worse, Ori. You're fucking hunting people now? <laughs> no, it's like the an, most dangerous it's game. Like, <laughs> it's like an exercise. And as he says this, you hear like the rustle of the brush and a blunt-tipped arrow flies in and smacks him in the side of the head. God damn it. <laughs> and he stands up from his cover and you see Fox hanging upside down uh, from a tree, like three trees over. Oh, hey, Jake, what's up? Oh, uh, you know, just ruining training exercises, the usual. What's up with hey, you? I mean, he's chatty as it is. I mean, it's you're right. Uh, well, I'm sorry to intrude again so soon. Um, I just I had some more questions, Ori, that I was hoping you might have an answer for. Oh, sure. What's up? Well, we went and we dealt with Natalie and the stuff up on the space station. Oh, nice. But she sent out a message and I only got a little bit of it. But whoever she sent it to, she said like that she'd been compromised and to activate five and she signed off Mercury four. So does does that mean anything to you? Do you know of like, is Mercury like a lineage, like a title that's passed on? I mean, I've heard of Mercury. I never heard like Mercury four or five or anything, but like Mercury was like the, hey, if you do real good at this. Like, you could be Mercury one day. Do you have any idea who else was, like, top dog that might have been next in line for that? No, I mean, that was kind of what he was training me for. Um, like, he put me through the ringer with with a couple different folks, but, you know, they, they all said that name a couple times. I got the sense that, like, oh, maybe I'm in this kind of accelerated class. Like, maybe it could be me one day. Did you train alongside anybody? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the trainers. Like, I, I wasn't with any other... Like trainees, I guess. Do you know if or how we might be able to find any of your trainers? Yeah, I mean, I went to their, I mean, at least the places where I met them. I could, I could take you back to those places, I guess. I mean, if you wouldn't mind coming up with like a list of names and places and stuff that maybe we'll go hit together, or I might just kind of go check out on my own if if it doesn't seem safe for you. Um, I'm actually gonna go have a chat with Ferguson, and then I'll 
I'll get back to you. Is that cool? Yeah, no, I, I need to go back anyway. Like I, I've got all that information in my journal. Okay. What cool stuff have you learned again? Remind me what you've learned. Uh, and real quick, he shapeshifts into a wolf, a bat, mist, and then himself again. Uh, that and uh, uh, you got anything to throw? I'll pick up like a branch off the ground, like up or like away. Either. I'll throw it up. He shoots it and it starts to spin uh, and then he fires a second one and it breaks it in half. Ooh. Yeah. All right. What's your what's your fastest mode? Uh, It depends where. Like, that's the thing that Fox has, has been teaching me and Fox jumps down from the tree and she's smiling. They're like, it depends on the environment. Like, there's, you know, if it's here, it might be the wolf. But if we're in the air, it could be the bat. But if it's like, I don't know what's going on, it could be the smoke because I can fit through a lot of tiny places. We all right. If we're racing to Ferguson, uh, probably just teleport then. Well, okay, but if you weren't gonna teleport, oh yeah, yeah. And he looks at Fox for a moment, bat, and she nods. Okay, we're gonna race because I can do some new shit too. Oh, and I want to try and do a spell to make myself run extremely fast, and then try and race Ori back to Ferguson. All right, I don't think there's a role here for this, uh, except to find out if you win. I think that role is going to be, I don't know, opposed to d sixes. Okay. I assume high is good. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Okay. I got a six. I got a five. Booyah. Wow. You sprint back to the main Elnor tree, which is impressive because you were just out in the middle of the woods or he thought he had you there because he knew where <laughs> he was going. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a scene of like you kind of following him at first so that you get the sense of direction and then you just tear off uh, and you get back up onto the parapets uh, and head towards the room of magic. And uh, as you kick the door open and sprint inside, Ori is just now flying down that stairway. And he's like, oh, man, you're fast. Uh, but it sounds like, because he's a big bat person. I forgot. He's a parrot? <laughs> Halfway through, it seemed like bat wasn't doing it. So he changed to parrot to yeah. see if that would go any faster. It's like, I thought McCall would work. But. Uh, but you are in the room of magic and Ferguson is there as are Rachel and Reeves. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, so you remember how uh, I had that ability where I could kind of open up like a little pocket dimension, put stuff in it? Oh, yes. So I lost that. Um, or rather, I kind of left it behind. And I was wondering if you might be able to help me like get it back. Uh, do you mean retrieve the one that you lost or like create a new space where... I think I've got to create it. So here's here's what happened. We went to a place that was its own little kind of pocket dimension. Um, and it was just, it was full of bad stuff. It was full of horrors. And uh, my deity told me that I needed to like waste this place. So what I did was open the pocket dimension because it had a weird reaction in there. It kind of turned into almost a black hole. And then I stabilized it and I left it so that it would just eat that whole place up. But I think if like I take it back or what, like, I don't know what's going to happen to that place. That place needs to stay gone. And I'm afraid that if I one, if I open up a doorway to that place again, it might just start swallowing the world or like two, if I somehow take it back, it might undo the destruction of that place. I guess those might be questions you could help me answer, too. I just don't really understand the theory of how that ability worked enough to know what would happen. Hey, that all sounds a little bit past my knowledge in the sense of uh, how you were gifted that ability uh, we might be able to set up something where we make a, a spot here where when you open it we could connect our magics to you uh, so that 
the things that you store there uh, come here. And then you just retrieve them, like just make a new spot for your pocket dimension. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yes, I mean, really anything could be possible. We've got magic to spare. Uh, it would just be a matter of opening a, a spot and connecting some magic to you and, you know, laying out an area where like, oh, this is where things that Jake is going to drop here don't walk away with them or <laughs> don't set your lunch here. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, like, trying to help me sort out, you know, whatever we think we could figure out. But if we end up at a total stone wall, setting up a little space here would be fantastic. I think it's something we could do. We have transferred abilities from one to another before. Uh, it's how we make it so that the most potent warriors are not in the sleep. If you've got a specific skill set or something, we can transfer it to someone. Uh, it is a fairly safe ritual, but it does require a specific component that is rather dangerous to try to get. Okay, what is it? Well, far from here, uh, there is an area where the sun does not touch. It is a bog of decay and darkness. From there, you must retrieve a very specific blue rose. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Mount Absalom, a community, a heritage, a home. The green jewel in the majestic crown of Ohio. For 200 years, Mount Absalom has been a place to play. N32. Bingo! A place to learn. For in thy green and growing arms, we have everything we need. All right, now let's get out our math homework. A place to work. Here at the Celery Bottling Works, we produce over 2,000 bottles of celery soda every day. A place to raise a family. It's a girl. It's a place of history. And here we have the barrel of whiskey that Confederate soldiers stole from Mount Absalom patriot Amelia Pleasance during Morgan's raid. And of course, a place of celery. 201st Celery Festival, I dub thee Open! <laughs> Mount Absalom is the perfect place for making memories. For making memories. For making memories. For making memories. Make your memories with us. Make your memories here. In Absalom. Paid for by the Delphi Quarter of Van Absalom and Solaric Bottling Works. Refreshing Solaric Soda and Diet Solaric Soda. Ah. Well, 
a Midwestern Gothic mystery. Learn more at unwellpodcast.com.